0: Hook'em up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn.
1: We're having a great Tuesday. We swing into the fabulous fifth hour, the fifth quarter. Never know. Rod is now for sure he's going to jump in on this new show called... uh, Naked Attraction. Naked Attraction. I'm ready
2: to ruin it down. Check it out since I...
1: Uh the house. Um, and we we mentioned this in our uh, Bullisher BS segment, and it really got a lot of uh, people apparently have seen this show. I, I read the story wrong. I thought that it was in, in the works and being developed. It's actually been in. Uh, mm-hmm. on it's already what, a hit the, show. Live TV over in Britain for like Hell seven yeah. years, and now it's coming to the U.S. It's been market
2: tested already. It's already a hit show, but there. they know America's going to like us because we love sex and gratuitous amounts of sex well
1: and it's a dating <laughs> show based around naked attraction like you get to see glimpses of the body from the bottom up
2: i would love to see the uh, demos do they, do they you the...
1: Get to, like interview them and stuff so you get to talk to them and learn their personality Never it's all based a grown on a grown man
2: naked <laughs> Apparently. i want to know the uh, demos of uh, uh what percentage of men and women are watching this show I, but I think both. men would be at, as much into this show as women. Usually men aren't into the dating shows as much as women are. Women are into The Bachelor and stuff like that. I don't
1: that. know that you'd go on this show if you didn't have a nice body, right? You probably no, no, wouldn't. I'm saying like you... men,
2: I'm talking about watching oh, it. Watching... The watching. it. I bet as men, men watch as much as women. Usually dating shows are mostly women uh, in terms of female demographic. Correct. But I bet men watch the show because it's naked women. <laughs> you, know, you got naked women on there. Dude's all about naked women. Sure. Mm-hmm. There you go. They're watching, like, Family Feud or
1: something. Come on, man. Um, Naked
2: Family Feud. Now, that may be something that works out.
1: That'd be shocking. And you can see over in Europe, I mean, it's just a nude body. It's not that big of a deal. There's no stigma to it. It's just, some, you know, just the the human body.
2: But they're all, like you said, they're in shape, though. These are semi-attractive naked people. Not all naked people. It's not like going to the
1: new beach or anything.
2: (laughs) Exactly.
1: Not all naked (laughs) is good naked, okay?
2: We know this. Not all naked is good naked. Some naked is, is shockingly, you know appalling since so so we're in Put the, the fabulous
1: on. fifth Court, i will ask you if you went on this show rod mm-hmm. you would not because you're married with a child and you would not do this but if you were single cole you're a single guy mm-hmm. cole single ready to mingle would there be a strategy like when you're on that that moment you're about to reveal the junk i got no
0: shame in my game that's to, fine by oh me. really You'd but is there it a it way on? to like oh, yeah.
1: assure that, that nice. it's like it's it's at its mat so. you don't want it to be aroused but you want to be like you know you know you go through a little the AC can't be on. AC can't be on. <laughs> right you there, don't AC- want shrinkage.
2: No, it's shrinkage. Nobody wants shrinkage. Nope. Nobody
1: wants. Sometimes it just happens. You, don't, you Well, know. you got a
2: manscape too. You go on the show. Does oh, anybody yeah. go on this show without like manscaping? Any dudes going without manscaped? Like a
1: jungle freak.
2: The ladies all got to shave. The men got to you know that you gotta right? clean that up. You have to, right? I guess so. This is the on seven hair. years. I guess
1: you go to like the YouTube and watch old episodes of this.
2: Yeah, and trust me, you won a manscape because you gain a, like an inch or so. Every every inch counts. You don't wanna, you know <laughs> don't want to lose an inch just because you're lazy. Come on. That matters down there.
1: Uh, I, I'm just amazed by this show. I'm trying to figure out I, I, do, you have, do you have the ability to interview them? Are yeah. you,
0: those balls are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's Apparently a good Apparently, it point. starts
1: with the feet, legs, mm-hmm. then it goes, well, feet, legs, junk, I think is what the, somebody told us who's seen this show. You got three. Oh, so I
2: get the junk at first? The junk shot?
1: I think. Are I think. is it was somebody said. Area it, first? Somebody said that it's wow. three phases. Okay. Legs, junk, feet, torso, torso, and then, chest, face.
2: Okay, yeah, I I feel that. Okay, so well, can I get him to turn around? What if I want to see the buttocks?
1: Oh, you can get a turn around. <laughs> that would do I, do do I, do I get
2: a full view here? Do I? You know, yes, I don't
1: know the rules of the game because <laughs> what I'm looking at are these pictures of this thing. i don't like, hey,
2: I want to see, I want to see it all.
1: I'm looking at pictures, and it, it's like six dudes in like in like uh, fish yeah. tanks, like uh-huh. they're in they're in these glass fish tanks, standing up. And uh, they co- they light up like uh like Oh yeah they got colors, different colors purple, like blue orange, green yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay. I think I'd want the blue I don't know.
2: <laughs> what, blue makes your what body I, look better? <laughs> I don't know, my eyes are blue. My eyes are blue, so it uh, might be good for the eyes. No, that's a good point. You got to be thinking about that kind of stuff. Got to coordinate it. Got to coordinate. Got to coordinate. Got to coordinate. Okay, so you said they do get to interview and talk to these I'm people. I'm learning about it. I know. I Now I want to know about the actual breakdown of how they end up going on a date, how they choose. I'll watch it tonight. Gonna, and by the way, it's on It's tonight. on Max.
1: It's on HBO oh. Max. So oh, yeah. this is not something you're going to see on CBS. After 60 minutes, you're going to have to watch it on Max.
2: Oh, they got a lot of different body types, but there's nobody. See, this is they're a little discriminatory here, though. Why? There's, there's, there's no plus sizes. Where are the, where are the, where are the, the bigger people? Where are the people who got a little? Oh, there, there one, was one. There was one. one. Hey. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I'm a plus size pleaser. A little Lane Bryant loving.
1: Uh, Lane Bryant mm-hmm. loving.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. My so, man Cole talking about, I'm a weight watcher. Back in the day, in my day, I'm I'm married now, but same. I didn't mind. want my little meat on the bones. So, so like, Rod, your homework votes. is:
1: we'll get what's popping at the end oh. of the hour. I'll be watching the baseball for all y'all, and you'll be watching Naked Attraction. Yeah,
2: because my wife, who is just sitting home nursing, so she's bored to death. Uh, She needs something to watch to kind of. She you like know, you? Is She a busybody
1: like you are? Oh
2: yeah, this is killing her. They have I would to be bet. Yeah, just just strapped down all the time. She doesn't like it at all, but it's okay. It's, it's temporary. And I'm assuming before
1: she popped right and before the birth she was kind of just nesting and like busy uh, doing everything trying dude, to get everything she
2: ready. was okay this way tmi they, they, She had what they call a slow leak basically so her when i thought her water broke remember i was that that friday or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it actually did it was just a slow leak <laughs> yeah it was that's a slow never yeah, heard was of apparently that. that's a thing yes yeah, it was a slow high leak and apparently it did. So she was just going about her business. Apparently, like she was basically in like pre labor already. It wasn't false labor. It was pre labor. But she so, was still busybody. Busybody. She was walking around the neighborhood. Walk, walked up <laughs> the miles. Walked dog. Oh, leak. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Yeah, well. Mama was so she was actually in labor that time I came in Friday, and then Monday they just confirmed it. So no, she's a tough, she's a rock star, man. But I can imagine that. My, the respect I have for the opposite sex now has just grown tremendously. Right, it does. Like, it no, does. like it does. now I yeah, I mean it's it's, it's going to a whole level. I'm sad it took me to forty something to truly respect how remarkable. Yeah. The female it's, it's species is else, in, right. but it is something else, man. I haven't good seen Lord. it on three occasions. Yeah. Man. You just did a
1: you just did a small part, Rod. Exactly. I'm a hype man. I'm just
2: I'm, I'm Jason Garrett. I'm just clapping. I'm the clapper now. Like, yeah, good good job. Did you
1: um did she on do guys. Hello, guys? Did she do an ep <laughs> did she do an epidural? Or did she do it yeah. all okay, good. All
2: she right. uh, she actually thought okay, how about this. She got the epidural uh I wanna say she got the epidural and then had the birth less than an hour. She later, waited like a an while. hour and She waited until she was eight centimeters. Wow. She, got she the was tough. Epidural. Oh, she was tough. Tough as nails. So she waited. And the woman told her not to wait too long. So she went and got it. But honestly, dude, Because well, sometimes
1: it'll slow you down.
2: Yeah, then they, they wanted to speed it up a little bit for her, too. There you go. And I, she, they sped it up so much, I almost missed the whole damn thing. I went to go run an errand. Where'd you go? Okay, I went to go run errand at the house. We had to go feed the dogs. So she was like, go feed the dogs to you. I, I went and feed the dogs, take, take care of them. And I'm driving back, and the woman told me, oh, don't worry. It'll be early morning. It, this is about 7 p.m., 7.30. She's like, it'll be early morning, like early in the morning or late night, like midnight or 1 or 2 in the morning, so don't worry about it. That's the only reason I went to run the errand. And I'm driving back talking to my brother on the phone, and, the, and my wife calls me. She's like, they're telling me I need to push. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, oh, that's how many to push. I'm like. Hold up, what's going on? So I speed to the hospital there and I got my basically I got my excuse to get caught speeding by the police. So I'm like, hey, why is it labor? So I use excuse, speed to the hospital, and run through the hospital like O.J. Simpson through the airport. O.J. Oh, Simpson. Oh, yeah, I'm sprinting. Everybody's like, what? What's going on? Sprint. And by the way, don't know my way around the hospital, so I'm lost. I'm I sure it's you're still pretty fast. Oh uh, Yeah, so I make it. And I as I'm running in, because uh, my cousin and my aunt are in there, uh, her aunt, but they call her my aunt. They're in there, and then they're getting kicked out. And I see nurses sprinting in and out of the room. And I'm like, Dang. what's happening? As We're I'm running down, down the, the hallway. Down
1: to the, down to the spot
2: here. Oh, I run in, crowning. Dang. As I'm running into the room. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, start the playlist. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> almost missed. That's how quick it came. Oh, so, that's
1: when the Beyonce song was on. That's
2: when, oh, yeah. Went to like two songs. No, I started the playlist, and she was born on the third song, which was Beyonce.
1: That's awesome.
2: So as soon as I walked in, started the playlist. It took 15, 20 minutes. Maybe, what song? Maybe. What Beyonce song? All night, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if we're like, oh, she's named with Beyonce. No, nope, not would or Beyonce. Even though my wife's a big Beyonce fan. Yeah, so there, there you go. go. So, but, but so to back to uh, the important topic
1: of the <laughs> Texas OU week naked attraction. Is, <laughs> is that a show that is that a show that uh, she would watch with you?
2: Oh hell yeah! She watches Naked in the Fray with me. My okay. wife loves trash TV. But it's apparently,
1: like, this is like you see it all. This will be everything. Oh yeah, this is good. This is good for couples. It's on the Max.
2: Yeah, it might get you out. like. Hey, remember Skinner Max used to be where you got all your softcore porn back in the day.
1: I never had that. You we never had, had Skinamax. Little kids. Oh man, this needs to be uh, on I didn't even have cable growing up, Rod. I told you that I, when, Until I was eighteen, I didn't have cable and where I lived until I went to St. Edwards and entered the dorm. Really? Right. Then I had cable. Good for you. Wow. <laughs> oh, that was my man. parents. were cheapskates.
2: Uh My parents, most cheapskates. We stole, cheap it. We it, stole was, it. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you pirated
2: it! Like, oh yeah, Simpson. man, we stole that cable. i back now. I remember that back in the day? I remember Dad like, don't tell people we got cable. Well, <laughs> well you <see, laughs> my dad was
1: cheap like your dad. He just wasn't as as clever.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that back in. We we used to have uh, the uh, H. We had HBO. We had the squiggly lines though, so I had to sometimes look between the squiggly lines okay. to see the adult stuff.
1: Yeah, I didn't. We didn't have cable. But
2: then later on, I got actual cable. We yeah, that was when
1: I got to the dorm, and I've had cable ever since. And you know, then then after I moved, my parents got cable. And like, now
2: you're cutting the cable.
1: Yeah. Are you cutting the court? No, nah, well, yeah, I'm out. I'm out of Directv. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Well, I, actually, I just scaled back my Directv. I'm oh, out, I'm yeah. going YouTube uh, heavy for the for the NFL ticket now. And oh, then, see, and I, took my, the- I took my package way back down uh, your- on Directv. <laughs> well, because I still have internet through them. At the uh, house yeah, you need internet, this, the, yeah, the high, And they they actually upgraded my internet. For no cost, apparently. So I'm going to keep a, a low bill on DirecTV <laughs> just to keep it and then uh, go YouTube.
2: Uh, someone says Naked Attraction is on YouTube. So there you go. You can watch it on YouTube. And yes, CB, that is one of my favorite softcore porns on Skinamax was The Hills Have Thighs. Yes. Yeah, a show you go. called The Hills Have Thighs. Oh, yeah. The Hills Have Thighs. And The Devil Wears Nada. Also a good one.
1: Gotta <laughs> kind of like oh, yeah. Devil
2: yeah. Wears Friday. The softcore porn names were so ridiculous. <laughs> they are hilarious. The That's Devil awesome. Wears Nada. <laughs>
1: All right. Devil Wears Nada. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so uh, we got Texas OU on the brain. We're getting ready for, uh, for Cowboys Niners as well. <laughs> Mentioned earlier that um, Jerry Jones was talking about uh, his left tackle, Tyron Smith, who's missed two games. They're still iffy with him. Kind of need all hands on deck in this game, Rod, even uh, when you're playing the 49ers, right? All hands yeah. on deck. Micah Parsons, that guy's like a <sighs> you know, like a jungle cat of some kind. He said he'll be fine. You know, he's got a leg injury, but he'll be going through it. Yeah, he'll speed. play
2: through it. No doubt.
1: How do you, how do you see you know the Niners and we got all week to, but I, I want to pick your mm. early brain. How do oh. you see Dan Quinn deploying and trying to deal with this uh, Cowboys this Forty ers offense because that's the key, right? The Niners offense and no one can stop it. Um, no one. I mean, they're they're putting up thirty points a game on pretty yeah. much everybody. How, yeah. do, how do you try to do, to slow down McCaffrey? I mean, what's your what's your game plan against that group? Well,
2: the beauty of it is is that <laughs> Texas are out of control with the south core point. Now. See. <laughs> Shaving Ryan's Privates. Oh,
0: Shaving
2: Ryan's Privates. That is good. Well done. Is that a real one or did you just make that up, go? I think it's a real one. Okay. I'm not sure. Either the real ones are hilarious. They're really good. Uh, anyway.
1: Well, here's Eric Rains, it. our friend texting this. First episode, eight dongs right up in front of your face. Just <laughs> odd.
2: <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, they don't blow out the, 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 the junk? Ah, uh, No, get, that's what I'm telling you. You get all of it. are on max, brother. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that is that's very aggressive, um, but that's what that's you why need
1: to Is that something you want to watch with your wife? Like, <laughs> hey, honey, honey, hey now, oh, uh,
2: that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, hey, you know what? I, I, I'm not My insecure.
0: Hey,
2: yeah, you know what I mean, I'm ready to compete. Damn it, I'm ready to compete. Uh, but anyway, getting back to it, um, I do think Dan Quinn's defense actually more so probably than any defense in the league is built and constructed to match up with Kyle Shanahan's offense. I said it before. You're going to look at their time in Atlanta together. Dan Quinn's the head coach. Kyle Shanahan's the OC. Should have won a Super Bowl together, actually. They're up by, what, 23 points on Tom Brady and the Patriots, and we all know how that ended. But it, it, when at that point, it was obviously a think tank going on between Kyle Shanahan and Dan Quinn, and I, I would love for them both to be asked about it. I know Shanahan was thinking about it because he talked to me about it years ago about his theory of positionless football and how it's the future of football. There's something that tells me that he shared that with Dan Quinn somewhere along the way and that Dan Quinn and Shano both now are the leading minds. They are on the the cutting edge of positionless football on offense and defense. As you pointed out, Christian McCaffrey was the last piece for Shannon. He got the last piece and that's why this offense now looks unstoppable because <laughs> he's got well, I'll say that chess again. pieces you realize, everywhere.
1: You realize when they acquired McCaffrey their record that year was 3-4. and four. Mhm and since they acquired Christian McCaffrey the final piece they haven't lost a game except for the NFC championship game they it, won every other game
2: it was the last piece it really was i and mean and he's that,
1: been the the spear yeah, yeah tip exactly of the spear
2: and he's got so many guys now that he can move around that chessboard so you <laughs> need Jurassic
1: a, pork and, come on y'all <laughs>
2: How's that? They're really good. Um, but what you need is a defense that is just as malleable as his offense is multiple with the multiplicity and skill set, but also the multiplicity within the offense. And Dan Quinn's defense has been built on that with the three safeties that he likes to deploy. Michael Parsons, best hybrid positionless football player on defense uh, guys like Sam Williams that he, that he drafted, uh, you know, more and more, more of those players on defense. Your
1: Marvion Overshone would have been big in a game oh, like this, Overshown right? Overshawn
2: would have been great in a contest like this. Yeah. So he doesn't have as many, he hasn't been building it as long as Shanahan and he, has, he hasn't done it as well as Shanahan. But on defense, nobody does it better in terms of positionless football than Dan Quinn. So hopefully that that philosophy matches up well with Shanahan's philosophy. I think it does, doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be able to stop it, though. <laughs> it's just so many weapons out there. It, 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 it has so many ways to deploy them. I mean, he essentially is, is like a, a Rubik's Cube on offense. All right. He's got all these different combinations and iterations that you're trying to figure out because they got every pl- player on, on offense that's a skilled player except for Brandon. I you place like three different positions. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nobody else can offer you that type of conundrum on defense. It's yeah. unbelievable.
1: Yeah, that's why I look forward to that. That's the night game Sunday night. Um, you know, that's the yeah. That's going to be that. We'll finally that's sexy. I think get a uh, Chiefs Chiefs uh, Chiefs Jets turned out to be a pretty good game and the TV ratings it did. with Taylor Swift took it through the roof. But this is one of the games of the year. I mean, this is when you know when the Cowboys play the Dolphins on Christmas right around there. That game will be must see. Both the Eagles matchups obviously. And, you know, I think we saw the Seahawks last night announce themselves as a team that you need to keep an eye on. I know the Giants are a dumpster fire right now. They
2: might as well start tanking.
1: And, yeah, because, you know, they're one and three rod, and that one win, they were down 20 to nothing at the half to Carolina. They came back and won that game on the last play, uh, or they'd be 0 and 4. And their next two games, the Giants? Oh, no. At Miami at Buffalo.
2: Ooh, Miami coming off a loss for Miami, (laughs) too. A loss where they got embarrassed. Uh yeah, that's not gonna be fun.
1: Entry on the Skinamax, Brian's thong. Brian's thong. <laughs> well done. Oh, Brian's you guys, thong. on the text liner too much. The um, but so I mean yeah, Giants are done. Cook them up. They're
2: going to be in the draft. Can the I ask quarterback you, draft. do? You think that game because it's going to be. I'm with you. It's a. It's going to be a just a huge game. Uh, do you think it'll get better ratings than the Taylor Swift game no, the no. Jets
0: well, the Cowboys Jeez. are playing so they're kind
2: of the, the Cowboys are the number 1 draw. Basically uh, if it, if America's number 1 television show is the NFL then the number 1 TV star on the number 1 television show that's the Cowboys.
1: Yeah cuz people love them and hate them right? I mean they have a huge fan base but also the people <laughs> that just hate and them. And then you
2: got the 49ers who cuz
1: there'll be a lot of people tuning in to see the Niners beat them up cuz yes. they don't they want
2: to see the Cowboys lose. I think it could we say 27 million was the number for the uh, yeah, peak, Jets it peaks at Chiefs almost game? 30 like 20 29 9.4 4 million. I don't know if you will get that. number. No, that's, that's the that's Super Bowl. I mean, that's, that's crazy numbers. That's the highest two more, rated. Two more
1: movies. Uh, the, uh, face Jam. <laughs> bend, bend Her.
2: Bend Her. Well done. I like that. That was Well done. That's puns are good. classic have. there. Uh, but yeah, that, that was the highest rated television program on Sunday since the Super Bowl. I don't know if it'll do that number, but it'll probably be something close, depending on how good the game is.
1: Uh, as for the Seahawks, because I'm looking at the hierarchy of the NFC, and it's obvious that it's the oh, Eagles, Niners, and Cowboys. This is and, a
2: good one. Pokin' <laughs> Harry
1: Pooter and the Sorcerer's Bone.
2: <laughs> oh, that was good. Pokin' Hontas. By, by,
1: by the way, what, speaking of Bone, what would you do on that show, Naked Attraction, if all of a sudden it just whoop?
2: I know. That's another thing. So you, you see somebody attractive, it's like, hey, you're naked, I'm naked. I guess the other people aren't naked, though. Like the woman is not negative. No,
1: so, I think it looks like there's eight dudes and like one girl who's trying to decide. So, what if you're
2: bisexual, though?
1: And then you're attracted to the dudes, though, who yeah, are naked. That's true. It's a good point. You know what I mean? Uh, I shouldn't like. say loyal. point. Sorry.
2: I shouldn't say point. My <laughs> you know what I mean? You could be that. Oh, I pulp should. friction. Well done. Oh, that's a winner. <laughs> Forrest Hump. <laughs> Forrest Hump. We start our own oh, network, Rod.
1: We got cannabis. our we got our writers' crew that are off strike now. We I'm just had to go you, go to work on our own
2: our own channel. Those Skinamax soft cores were just Book them up
1: channel. They were great back in the day. They weren't really called that, were they?
2: They they you know They had these really cool names, and some of these might be actual names. But I'm telling you, they were they would name it the, the Hills Have Thighs, like the Hills Have Eyes, the Devil Wears Nada after the Devil Wears Prada. They would All just right. pick a name and they would do a ra- This is when you know you wanted porn porns to still have a plot. And the softcore has a plot, and you still you're like, oh, watch the plot. Now there's no plot to any of these things. They just shoot it. People just banging it out. But back in the day, we had a plot to it, right? You, know, they got into some adventures and some. There was a reason that you ended up banging out this person in a, you know, a laundry oh, the, room the, or whatever it was.
1: <laughs> the contestant does have to get naked too. That's according to Eric. Frank. Oh.
2: Well, that is good. Oh, I like that.
1: Has Eric seen it? Yeah, uh, apparently.
0: <laughs> Eric, apparently. <laughs> How much he gave is Eric watching? It. It's like episode five. No, uh, Eric three probably, minutes in. Uh, Trust me, watch. Driving Trust back me. to
1: Saledo and listening to our program, we appreciate that. Oh man, uh, Eric and the rest of you, we'll get some UT chatter coming up behind the Burn orange curtain, Texas and Oklahoma. Yes, we will. Uh, if I you missed it earlier, we had a great conversation with Taylor McCarg, uh, who played quarterback at Vista Ridge, played quarterback at Rice, and now works for CBS. He gave us a really good. Um, you know good Tuesday overview of Oklahoma cuz he called good, their actually. game yeah he called their game with SMU and to this point I will say this again Rod this is this is what the, stands out about the Longhorns right now and we'll get behind the burn orange curtain but the highest ranked team if you go to D1 you know D1 rankings all 133 teams highest ranked team that uh, Oklahoma's played is SMU okay. uh, they're 51 51 decent team uh, below decent um, SMU is three and two on the year. In the game they played Oklahoma, it was fourteen to eleven to start the fourth quarter. Wow! Uh, at Norman, so it was a pretty good game, and Dylan Gabriel threw a couple mm. touchdown passes in the fourth. Now Texas has been ten ten with Wyoming, but Wyoming, for example, is, is ranked forty four on that list. Kansas is thirty. Alabama's eleven. So Texas has played three teams that are four and one on the year and ranked higher than anybody that Oklahoma has played. That's impressive. It is. I mean. Uh, and that's the resume for Texas. I mean, Oklahoma's resume is garbage. The teams they've played are 13-10. and SMU's the highest rated. Iowa State, who might be the worst team in the Big 12, is on that list. As a matter of fact, D1 rankings has Cincinnati ranked lower than Iowa State. Cincinnati, who they beat, are down 82. Tulsa's 100. Arkansas State is 118. So, wow. you know, Texas' opponents. The only, the only team that doesn't have a winning record that Texas has beaten is, is Baylor. Who are now two and three after their big and win?
2: Got a big, I said, that was a big win. They might, but they got Blake shaping back though.
1: Yeah, and that I was just, that
2: win was with Shaping. Yeah, what's their record with Shaping? I uh,
1: think they're two one, wins? And one, one, and one one, because one, they lost okay. to Texas State, of course, okay, yeah. to start the season. But I, I look at it, and I just you know, they, I don't know what to make of them. I mean, the, the best offense they faced is Cincinnati's. The best defense they faced is is uh, SMU's. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, this is. And, and look, the, the, you have made the great point, and we'll do it again behind the burn orange curtain coming up, that, and Taylor McCarg said it, because I said, what concerns you about Oklahoma if you're a Texas fan? He said that they haven't played anybody. There's probably exotic coverages and, mm-hmm. and things that they have that they haven't had to show, yep. that they haven't had to use. Uh, and that's true. I mean, Texas you know, had to you know, use it all to beat Alabama, right? I mean that te- But there's also the advantage, and we'll hear Sark say this coming up before we go with behind the burn orange curtain, Texas has that week of prep, right? They have that hype situation. Yeah, be they've been a, in
2: a big game already. They've been in a big, big game. game. These the guys, center of attention. Oklahoma's not been in a big game yet.
1: And they have a lot of new players, right? They hit oh, the yeah. portal. they got a lot of new guys mm-hmm. who haven't played in this game. Heck, Dylan Gabriel didn't even get to play in this game last year because he was hurt. So yes, Texas has uh, faced that you know college game day crowd, the hype, the the pomp and circumstance, and uh, especially for their young players, they've been there before, before, Oklahoma not. So we'll talk about all those angles all week long. Getting you ready for Texas and Oklahoma, it's number 1. How about that, Rod? The the first game that they meet in the as SEC members will be the 120th meeting. That's so so this cool. is number 119.
2: That's so cool. And what hold on. Right. what's uh what's the Texas Exanim um rivalry at in Total terms of meetings? I think they're at 119. And they're around 119 too.
1: I will tell you on the other side I of this I think they're quick both around
2: out. the same. That's kind of crazy.
1: This says uh sh- iron sharpening aluminum foil. <laughs> That's that <laughs> schedule. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Poon. <laughs> Star Wars. <whores. laughs> <laughs> flesh dance i like it
2: tool right. of the nile tool of the nile you guys are
1: funny you guys are very well clever. Done. let's go behind the burnt orange curtain come <laughs> back next we'll do what's popping before the end of the hour aaron hogan rod babers austin texas sports the horn Day on the Horn is this the Beyonce tune And this is, is the uh, baby was born to?
2: this is when Monroe was born jamming all night by Beyonce it's fitting my wife's favorite artist is Beyonce it's fitting yeah
1: that like makes it. her destiny's child
2: you know what I'm saying oh well done there sir <laughs> nice good job there E. Uh, thank you bro. nice I like that yeah, she Honey. Is, is indeed
1: <laughs> Destiny's Child. Here's more movies that maybe one day appeared on Skinamax back in the day. This is Twelve <laughs> Horny Men, and then of course our friend Craig Flowers texted to say, "Guys, I'm listening with a free, a few green berets and two Navy Seals for a couple of days." Oh man, we're organic protein harvesting man. So hunting. Uh, sorry for
2: the uh, the show. Yeah, <laughs> just off it's the fifth hour. We stayed focused for most of it, so we apologize for that.
1: Well, that's that's why you tune into the fifth hour. You just never know. We're a little bit delirious. Rod's did, Rod probably got a four-hour jog this morning before coming in. I mm. got here about four forty-five, and uh, you know we we get to the end, and it's uh, it's the end. But we do have what's popping before the end of the uh, what's show. Poppin'? I got I got to let you hear this. Did you, did you you know we had the audio from the Manning cast
2: last night? Where that's they were, so good.
1: Did you see that Will Ferrell made an appearance last night?
2: I did not. Will see that. Will Ferrell
1: made an appearance, and I'll play you his uh, pretty hysterical. Uh, piece of audio that we have from him. Also, preview Rangers Rays. Texas Ranger fans are hating it. They've got to watch this game today because uh, they're going to put their hands over their eyes. It's, they should be watching today while the, like the Astros, but they couldn't win one more game in Seattle. Just one more game. Well, and again, it was a game Seattle didn't have to win. Seattle had nothing to gain by that game. That hard to believe, but uh, that that game went that way Sunday. That's all they had to do. Even if. Astros, you know, the Astros needed the Rangers to lose that game, which is what happened, which means they ended up in a dead, dead flat tie, which put the Astros into the tiebreaker, and they are the ones with the division crown. And watching, and you know, this is never fun. You get to best of three series, and you're going to the Rays, and you no, know, Rays are real good. Rays are a 99 win team. And um, Rangers just went uh, three and four down the stretch. So we'll get some what's popping on that. Uh, right now, let's talk some Texas football. Why? Because it's, it's the Horn, and it's Texas OU Week. Let's go behind the BOC. And they were all asking themselves the same questions:
0: What is behind that curtain?
2: All right, Texas OU Week, of course. And it is 1031, and OU still sucks. Doesn't matter what time of day it is, what year it is, month. Doesn't matter. Day, hey, whatever time it is, oh, you still sucking. That's all we know. Um, but anyway, getting back to it, let's hear from Steve Sarkisian. Even though they suck, they are improved. They are a better football team. Here's Steve Sarkisian talking about the improvement of the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh,
0: is it going to be harder to embrace the hate this week, or will you hate them as much as ever? <laughs> I don't know. We embrace it because they're supposed to hate us. I don't know. Uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, sorry. Uh, at the end of the day, this is. Uh, It's a great rivalry, right? And I don't think there's a whole lot of love lost between the fan bases, between the ex-players, the ex-coaches. There's a lot of crossover on both rosters of players that have played together in high school or against each other in high school. The coaching staffs have competed against each other, maybe not at these two institutions, but at different places. So um, in the end, you know, it is what it is. We're, we're trying to compete for a Big 12 championship, and so are they. And so it's going to take our best effort, uh, not only physically, but I think mentally, to be sharp Saturday.
2: i been trying to look for ways that Oklahoma can gain the advantage in this matchup because Texas has the better roster. You just pointed it out several times, E. Texas is also the more battle-tested team, period. battle-tested team, they've proven more this season already. And we had the thought experiment earlier, if you could take – a player from the Oklahoma roster to replace a player at that position on the Texas roster, who would you trade for? And honestly, most Longhorn fans are probably like, I wouldn't, I'd take the kicker and maybe I'll take Danny Stutzman, the off-ball linebacker to pair up with Jalen Ford, but it's not much. So Texas has a lot of advantages. So if you're Oklahoma, you got to figure out a way to flip, all right, the odds in your favor. And one of those ways is the bend but don't break philosophy defensively. Ooh. We saw it work very well for a Kansas defense that isn't close to as formidable and as effective as Oklahoma's defense, right? And yeah. Brent Venables being considered to be a defensive mind. Do you know the touchdown percentage ranking of Texas in the red zone? It's low. 108th. Yeah. It's really low. <laughs> it's 108th. On the flip side of that, Texas defense actually you could argue best red zone defense in all of college football. They are first in touchdown percentage allowed in the red zone, and I believe they're top five in uh, just look at overall red zone defense. So Texas defense, actually pretty good. Uh, Oklahoma is top 10 in touchdown percentage allowed in the red zone. So they're a really good red zone defense in terms of holding teams to field goals. Texas is really bad in the red zone at cashing in on touchdowns. If you're Brett Venables, that is definitely where you start your defensive philosophy. That's where you build it. We're gonna bend, but we're not gonna break. And when you bend but don't break, you 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 basically want to stop. Texas from getting those chunky artist plays downfield. You want to limit the explosive plays downfield. And sarks he's a big game hunter. I always tell you guys, he's not a small game hunter. He don't like quail and doves. No, he's trying to go to the African plains and go bag him something he can put on his wall. He wants to put a head on his wall. All right? yeah. And he's a big game hunter. And you can frustrate Sark by not giving him those big plays. Now, he's a more mature play caller now. So I think, you know, like Washington did in the bowl game, um, and like we saw in 2022, teams would frustrate Sark because he, he'd he be searching and chasing that big play, uh, chasing waterfalls. I always say don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. This season, he's pretty much just taking what the defense is giving him. He's sticking to the rivers and the lakes that he's used to. And I think the offense is operating uh, with much more uh, efficiency uh, and effectiveness as a result of that. But that's one thing to watch. If I'm Brent Venables, and we'll get into it more this week, I'm Ben badone breaking. I'm starting That's right why I start the philosophy of building this game plan that we're going to defend them in the red zone when the field shrinks considerably and I have less room and less space and less field to defend.
1: Well, we saw Wyoming's coach take that tact, right? We what? saw Kansas do it for most of the game last week until they wore out. And um, you know Texas does, and, and you know a high majority of their touchdowns. I have to think this year have come on the big play. Yep, I mean they, you know, two of the four against Rice I just counted were, were big plays. We know against Alabama, um, Donnie Mitchell had a seven yard touchdown catch from Quinn. Uh, you know, but they do they do like those explosive plays uh, to score yes, touchdowns. Does. And uh, but you know they, they're gonna. I mean I'm, I'm assuming this is a huge. Priority for both teams this week of uh, red zone efficiency because, and then if you're Texas, this is where the Burt Auburn struggles as a kicker. You got to make sure you got that locked up. Kasark was quick to say yesterday that, you know, it's not just Burt. He did say Burt's a great kicker and he needs to to make these kicks. Uh, but he also said it's, you know, there was a high snap in the Baylor game, which knocked off his timing. They've had some uh, issues, snap, snap to hold that they've got to get locked in. That just has to get cleaned up, he said. And it does because, as does. you just said, both teams. Well, I think Texas will be in, a, in the mindset of, you know, this is a good Oklahoma offense. They're going to gain some yards. We're not going to stone them like we did Kansas, but we can't, we know we can't give up big plays in this game. That just turns so much momentum in that stadium that, you know, who can execute better in the red zone is probably going to determine the winner of this game. And, you know, rushing, and, and this is where Texas' ability to run the ball better than Oklahoma, uh, which they can, should give them. The opportunity, and, and I would also add Jonathan Brooks in this big human offensive line. But then Quinn Ewers and his legs rot are all of a sudden a part of this conversation. Yeah, it helps
2: in the red zone too. It does, does help. But having J, having having a JT Sanders at Healthy. only seventy five eighty percent that hurts you in the red zone sure. a little bit. Uh, I throw this out there too. We look at field goal percentage in the red zone. Uh, Texas one hundred twenty fifth. So, what you want to play Texas defensively, or you're a defense going up against an offense, you want them in the red zone. Yeah. All right. That's because you have less field to defend, which means it's easier to defend all those weapons in that short space because your, your defenders can rally. The windows are tighter for a Quinn Ewers to throw to. And I think, you know, it's easier to defend even the run game because Sark's run game, a lot of it's based on pre snap movements, motions, and shifts. He's trying to stress you horizontally, a lot of misdirection. There's less of that. You know, in the red play, zone, let's get, get to play the end zone. I
1: mean, the the, the 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 end line is your defender, right? So oh you, yeah. I got you,
2: space everywhere around. Yeah, me I don't got to gotta defend, worry yeah. about X
1: man going going over top of me I and mean, he can't go over top of me. I got to just keep it in front of me. Yep. And you can bring you know guys closer to the line of scrimmage. You can bring some run blitzes mm-hmm. down there. Uh, and and you know this is where we talk about Quinn wants a clear picture. The, the picture gets less clear it's the closer cloudy, you get to man. the end zone. Yep. Uh, there's just a lot happening you and muddy uh, it up. Like I thought, I thought the throw one of the, my favorite throws from Quinn in the Kansas game was that final touchdown, to AD Mitchell in the back corner of the end zone. That was a really good throw.
2: I love it. It was cover two. They uh, Kansas was playing cover two on that side of the field. Jonathan Brooks comes out to the flat. The the, the cornerback he he basically breaks shallow towards toward that flat route and doesn't sink. And that's why you see him and the safety yell at each other right after that play, after the AD Mitchell catches the touchdown, because the safety is yelling at the corner, "Hey, I need you to sink a little bit deeper, give up that underneath route. We'll rally to that. You just gave up a." touchdown yeah. behind you and honestly it was just a great throw yeah it was a great throw it wasn't so much the db was was bad in his keys and reading his keys It was just a real NFL throw
1: Yeah, and that's where ad Mitchell's height comes to comes mm-hmm. into play there his ability to go up and high point a ball and Quinn's ability to put it up there <laughs> uh you know those are the kind of throws you have to make in this game uh Cole Dixon our producer has found a, a cut from Sark yesterday talking about the uh the legs of Quinn yours he's more athletic now and as Sark has said a lot, we don't major in quarterback run game, but uh, certainly gives us an advantage in critical downs.
0: I think with Quinn, it's probably both. You know, we've always preached. You know, we're not a running quarterback team. You know, we don't run designed quarterback runs like a lot of other people do, but we do rely on the quarterback to use his legs at, at opportune times, most notably third down and in the red area. And I think Quinn is is really starting to excel at that. You know, if you notice, when do his scrambles come? Third down in the red area. And he's used his legs and he's used his newfound conditioning and speed to be an advantage for him and for us. So that, that's that been a real positive. Um,
2: yeah, no, I agree with that because now in addition to allocating resources to stop all the weapons that Texas has now, you got to think about, okay, should we – You have to say discipline your pass rush lanes. The defense I need you to stay at home here. I need, maybe I need a spy in certain situations. And that's not not something you had to worry about with Quinn before. Real quick, just throwing this out there before we uh, get done with behind the Burns Curtain. I know people are concerned about the deep ball. I I brought this up earlier and talked about it. Texas right now allowing a third of their deep ball to be completed defensively. That's not bad. That's actually close to average, guys. That's actually really close to average. Problem with that is. Oklahoma is way above average at completing the deep ball, and Texas hasn't faced a really good quarterback yet. That's what Dylan Gabriel is, and he's really accurate, especially on his deep balls. His deep ball accuracy, closer to hovering around 60%. That's crazy. That is freakish numbers, considering the average, like I said, it's closer to 30 35%, and he's averaging 24 yards per attempt on those deep throws against Iowa State. He was 4 of 7. On passes, 20 yards or more down the field, 183 yards, two touchdowns. So he's actually getting better. They don't have elite all-star receivers, but they do have speed on the outside, including Brendan Thompson, who is a track star slash football player here at Texas who transferred to Oklahoma. So, yes, they will throw the deep ball. They will throw it early. They will throw it often. And Texas – Right now, they know that teams are attacking Ryan Watts with the D ball, and they're attacking their safeties with the D ball. If I was Texas, I would shorten and tighten up the rotations at safety, mostly just use Jalen Catalan, Jaron Thompson, and Derrick Williams instead of Taff and Keaton Crawford. Also, more of Malik Malik Muhammad at corner. He's a better coverage corner, has better technique at the line of scrimmage playing press, and he's a ball hog. I wouldn't play him early because young players don't respond early to that really emotionally charged environment like Texas OU. But later, Later on in the contest, you know, late in the first quarter, second quarter, he started mixing in some Gavin Holmes and some Leek Muhammad. I think those guys, those guys hold up better against uh, teams trying to exploit them with the deep ball than Ryan Watts does. He just doesn't have the foot speed. That's one way to fix it. And I think the other way is keep your two deep safeties, keep your two safeties deep, I should say, and then you would deter – Dylan Gabriel from throwing that deep ball initially. I think you can come up and be, and be, relate and rally to the run game of Oklahoma. You can play with a lighter box. You got the best D line potentially in the country, <laughs> definitely the best in the Big 12. You got the, one of the best linebackers in the country. You can play with just those guys in the box. Just because you got six guys in the box doesn't mean there are only six guys in the fit. You can use Jalen Catalan to come down and wreak havoc in the run game. So that's what I would do. They're only averaging less than four yards per carry in the run game. Oklahoma's run game doesn't scare me.
1: Yeah, the numbers would tell you it shouldn't and uh, yeah. even Taylor McCarg told us earlier this morning that they really they, it's a rotation of running backs. They don't have that Bell Cow guy. Yep. Uh like the Longhorns have found in Jonathan Brooks who who uh Big 12 player of the week uh, offensively and he's looking he's He's, he's ready to get that ball, man. It'll be a big part of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see who it is for Oklahoma coming up. but We know who runs the ball in this game typically wins. There's good stuff right there behind the BOC, and that's the kind of stuff you're going to get every show all the way to Saturday morning in our pregame with Rod. Uh, breaking it down from all the angles. You'll feel the uh, you'll be the expert in the Cotton Bowl. When show. you listen to this show every Both day. Shizzle, man. Locking it in. That's uh, Ben, but don't break. Who wins the red zone? Uh, what does the long What do the longhorns do to counter the red zone? And Burt Auburn's got to make his field goals. That's pretty safe to say. We come back. Uh, we'll hit some what's popping, uh, including that uh, Will Ferrell appearance on the Manning Cast last night. Pretty funny stuff. Coming back. What's popping? Brand fan new fan? whip, just huggin'. I got options. Chips I can pass that like stocking. Just Josh. I'm spending this holiday loggin'. My body got what's better. What's poppin'? Uh, poppin'? The Seattle Seahawks were popping last in. night on Monday Night Football. Zone, How about? Uh, 11 sacks, 11 sacks. 11 sacks. Two by a Nickelback, not the bad band Nickelback.
2: (laughs) No, Devon Witherspoon, the star. That's right. I mean, that young man, he is on his way to being a star. I'm telling you, I might do something about this later on. The young DBs in the NFL have never been better. Think about it. Sauce Gardner. You know, uh, Sertain, um, J.C. Horn, hell, DeRon Bland. You know what I mean? Like, the, the young DBs, and this is another one: Devon Witherspoon. Hell, that Christian Gonzalez, the Patriots DB, he's playing, he's killing the right he's playing at all pro level right now. Yes, the DBs have never been better in the NFL, and I think it's a big part of why scoring is down in the NFL right now. Scoring is scoring was down last year. And it's down again this year to start. The NFL won't tell you that because they don't like talking about it. Because <laughs> they want scoring to be up. Because all the rules have been you know, made advantageous to the offense and everything is all about offense. But the defenses have now started to evolve. They, and now, how about this? Teams averaging fewer than 17 points per game through the first four games. Nine teams. Nine teams averaging fewer than 17 points per game through the first four games. It uh, was three last year, E. I think
1: that's a combination
2: It was of five or 2021. Saying, the, the
1: improved... <laughs> Look, these defensive backs, it's like the receivers grew up playing 7-on-7. Seven seven. These yeah. defensive backs grow up playing on 7-on-7. Seven seven. They get more man. reps. Yeah. I also think there's some bad quarterback play in there and the bad offensive line play because of injuries and then just they don't hit as much. And in I the training
2: camp rule, you're right. That new CBA. And I, so I think the line play, yeah. you see a lot of the dis- preseason.
1: The lack if of you preseason. Watching, play. If you watch the Giants last night, they were dr- wretched. 11 sacks. Where He was pressured 20 times. That's crazy. Every drop back. And we know what the Cowboys did to them in week one. We know what the Niners did to them last week. I mean, the, the the Giants are just dreck. Um, so can I play this for you? During me the me. game, because the game was so bad, 24-3, to Giants have now played two unwatchable pre- primetime games already this year with it's Daniel bad,
2: Jones. Man. It's bad.
1: But Will Ferrell joined the Manning brothers on the Manning cast, and here was a little highlight of uh, Will Ferrell.
0: <laughs> ah, meatloaf. Meatloaf. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, is Eli's Will Ferrell impression a 1 or a 2? I'll say like a 1.1. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You rushed it a little bit. I like gotta some, yell at my mom. There's some rage behind it. This guy oh, had some oh, rage, man. so it was more like, Number Mom! Meatloaf! <laughs> <laughs> First down. Like, I mom! Got it, the... Meatloaf! But a little more growl. <laughs> Ma, meatloaf. <laughs> mom! Meatloaf! Mom! Meatloaf! Why did you drag it out? Mom! <laughs> Why did you drag it out like that? Just bark it's like it. A southern draw thing. Mom! Meatloaf! Draw, you know? <laughs> All right. You know, all right, there you my go. My mom's starting to come. Do I you
2: know here what movie the mom me love is from?
1: That's uh, Wedding Crashers. Well done, Wedding Crashers. Yeah, all time scene right there. It's
2: one of his great cameos, man. Because he wasn't in the movie for long at all. He you was know, on. The, right, he's on the movie? I oh, was in for like like three scenes. Oh, was an, I, he's like and, three or four scenes. He's in the movie,
1: and that's my favorite. Will Ferrell is cameos and like shorter verse. Oh, like know, when he's in, he's in for a whole movie. It's almost like you get. To it like, might okay, be too I'm much. I'm almost done.
2: That's a good point. I agree with you. On that. You Know who else is great in a He's only he hasn't done a lot of comedic cameos, but he might have done the greatest comedic cameo of all time potentially.
1: Tom Cruise. Yep. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Yep, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Well, uh, he was great. He was fantastic. If you want to get down, Matthew
2: to, McConaughey actually was uh, in there too. His little cameos. Yeah, kind of go day. down
1: a uh, like a TikTok or instant like a rabbit hole. Just watch old outtakes of Will Ferrell when he just makes the cast a sound on that live crack up. Like he just, they can't handle it. You know what I mean? It's oh, not, yeah. They're not supposed to laugh. He's
2: improvising out there, freestyling. They're like what? They're like what? Yeah. No, I believe it. Too yeah. much, man. No, his prime. He was the funniest man on the planet yeah, in his I, prime. Now what? it's
1: not so much. Nah, he's gotten a little yeah. older.
2: Well, happy souls all Kids and everything. Everything. exactly.
1: It's like Eddie Murphy. When Eddie Murphy was the funniest damn dude, and then he had mm. a bunch of kids, and it's like, yeah. now I'm doing, like, donkey shows.
2: <laughs> yeah, you gotta go family friendly.
1: I shouldn't say donkey shows. Like, don- <laughs> ca- comedic, <laughs> cartoon donkeys. He is, a,
2: he is the donkey in Shrek, is what. <laughs> yeah. I, he was not down in, yes. uh, in the valley skin-a-max. doing <laughs> donkey shows. stop <laughs> not Skinamax. As soon as I said it, I was like,
1: oh, no. Eddie Murphy was not doing donkey shows. <laughs> it is the fifth hour. I'm gonna get it. Uh, but I know
2: exactly what you're saying, though. There's a... A, a point where you're, you're being the funniest man or funniest woman on the planet is like is fleeting it's like being the fastest man on the planet you're not gonna keep that title forever you're gonna keep it for about six years and then somebody else is gonna replace you
1: the one guy that that had the the staying power was robin williams because robin williams never you right like he never grew up
2: kind of stayed down a, a dark path actually too oh for sure yeah <laughs> but that
1: guy was one they really mean couldn't turn it off. Jim Carrey sometimes just can't turn it off. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, Jim Carrey. It's just can't but, turn it off.
1: You know, like Steve Martin was the funniest guy when when I was like a little kid, and then you know he gets old. They get old. They get old. He starts playing the it's banjo. Sure.
0: Hey, mom, we get some meatloaf. <laughs>
2: meatloaf.
1: Go crash to the funerals. No. Oh, it's great. Day. What do you have? What's popping, Rod? What is popping for you? You can watch some naked game and naked attraction. Naked tonight. attraction
2: is popping. I'm also yeah. I'm going to watch Texas Oklahoma watch Oklahoma for Texas. Yeah, Oklahoma. Go watch
1: yeah. watch that SMU game with Taylor McCarg on the call, and uh, get that on YouTube. Yeah, I'm trying to
2: watch that Iowa State game because a lot of people said Iowa State was able to run the ball on them, but they got down so much that the run game was non-existent. So I want to watch that, and also they threw the ball deep against Iowa State a lot. Iowa State runs the three high. Yeah, that's So they know, to throw it deep against a team that runs a lot of three high-safety coverages and keeps their safeties deep, I want to know how they did that. So I'll come back with some answers eager,
1: tomorrow. Eager to see. And the Cincinnati game was a pretty good game, too. I think it was 20-6. to But okay, um, I'll check that one out. If Cincinnati could have made a field goal and scored a touchdown. That's where we you're talking about the red zone defense, pretty good for
2: – Yeah, the top ten.
1: Cincinnati put a lot of yards on Oklahoma that day. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't punch it in the end zone. All right, so I'll be watching baseball today, two oh eight. You'll be listening to the Rangers game that'll be popping here today, one thirty pregame. Uh, it's Rangers and Rays. Oh, Jordan shism. Montgomery, he's been the best Ranger pitcher of late. They need him in a big spot here. Tyler Tyler Glass now, the big tall right hander with the the flowing locks, will pitch for the Rays today. Ninety nine win Rays. Rangers won ninety ball games. That game is in St Petersburg. Also at three thirty, so about an hour and a half later, the Blue Jays play the Twins. Oh yeah, Kevin Gosman. Uh, Against Pedro Lopez there. Tonight, you've got the two National League games, Diamondbacks and Brewers, uh, Marlins and Phillies. By the way, if you're looking for TV on these, uh, let's forget these right. The the Ranger Rays game is on ABC. Big ABC, Rod. Big Big ABC. ABC. So all the old ladies will be mad because their, their soap operas will be just not on today.
2: Are we taking the Rangers?
1: Is that the pick? What's I the think pick? the pick's the race. The pick's the Rays? No run first inning. Favorite
0: bet.
2: Oh, is that yours? No run first inning. No I like that, Cole. I'll no you, run the first well, inning. Well,
1: my, my favorite pick of the night would be the Phillies. I think the Phillies are going to win tonight. Hey, uh, I well, like Zach Wheeler on the mound.
2: If you really like them, go to my bookie and bet him right there. There you go. That's where you go. You if twins. you like uh, my main Cole's pick, I like that pick. I want no runs run, in the first Because you can
1: hear the Rangers here, but if you're looking for them on television, Ranger fans, it's going to be on ABC. Mm. I know it's, it's not going to be – you know, one life to live. It's going to be your Rangers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your shows. The shows. The soap operas. La- old ladies will be mad. <laughs> this is baseball. <laughs> I'm going to watch uh, Kelly Clarkson's show. Whatever's yeah, on, not... middle of the afternoon. Oh, it's show.
2: terrible programming. <laughs>
1: uh, and then the it's Diamondbacks worse. ESPN 2 tonight. The uh, Marlins-Phillies game is ESPN tonight. Blue Jays-Twins ESPN. So, You'll be popping with that, and Rod will be shizzle. watching Naked Dudes.
2: Uh, no, Naked Attraction. It's a, it's a naked. The women on there, too. Men and women. Yeah, <laughs> <There> you go.
1: <laughs> Don't come in here tomorrow with any dong ratings or anything like that. You know, just just <laughs> the like rear, end, rear end Sausage Festival. Badonka donk. <laughs> hey, Cole, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for pitching it, that was a great job. Great job. Well Cole. done by
2: you. Well done, brother. Well done. Well done.
1: Uh, every hour podcast at hornfm.com, including that great interview with Taylor McCarr, breaking down Texas, Oklahoma. We'll have more guests tomorrow for sure. Have a wonderful Tuesday. We'll do it at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Coming up next, it's uh, Jim Rohn.